And right now we're going to start with our first interview of this afternoon. It's a pretty serious topic, domestic violence. And, you know, usually it only makes headlines when unfortunately when some tragedy happens and October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month so we're going to find out more and to help us I'm joined by two guests Doris Lau who's Executive Director and Susanna Lam who's Senior Community Education Officer of Harmony House which is a shelter in Hong Kong for women and children so Doris and Susanna welcome to the program yes thank well, yeah thank you Thanks yeah. for joining us today. So let's start you know, with Harmony House. Maybe, Doris, you can tell us more about Harmony House and what it does. Mm. Actually, the Harmony House has established uh, since uh, uh, 1985, and then uh, we are the first pioneers that to establish a women's shelters for the abused women and children. And throughout these 34 years, actually, that we have developed lots of the services, not just a shelter for women, but also some services, especially the um, community education services for the um, domestic violence families. And then we hope that uh, through the provisions of the community education, we help the many of the cases that to prevent them from uh, having the family conflict and also domestic violence. And also that uh, we'll provide some services for the male veterans uh, as well, and not just the abused women and children. And we hope that um, this is a more uh, um, proactive approach that to stop the uh, family violence. Mm. Susanna, maybe you can kind of tell us, how do you actually define domestic violence and, and also domestic mm. abuse? I mean, what are the different forms that there actually, are? Actually, uh, when we talk about domestic violence, it refers to uh, family members are continuously or intentionally using force or controlling behavior to another members. When we define the family members, it maybe includes the parents, uh, husbands or wives, and also the grandparents, and also the domestic helpers. They may oh. even the abuser on in the uh, abuse case. And there are different forms of domestic violence in Hong Kong. And the common the common one is the physical abuse and it is uh, intentional at that causing injury or the trauma to another person uh, by the way of bodily contact, like mm. hitting or beating, or some of them may even use the weapon to right. hurt the victim. So that's the violence that we can see. You could see yes. bruises or cuts or something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. But another one that we can't see any cuts or any wounds would be the uh, psychological abuse, which is also we call it as uh, emotional abuse. Uh, it includes like uh, bullying, insulting, or even ignoring or isolating uh, the victims from the society. And do you think that's actually kind of more dangerous because you can't see it and therefore you don't know? Yes, because uh, some of our cases are us that when they call the police, uh, say that they are facing the domestic violence, but because they there is no uh, physical abuse happened in their case, so the police just tell them they can't get any evidence right. to prove that they are really in the domestic violence so you, situation. How do you prove it then? How would you prove it? It's really just your word, right? I think they may have some uh, characteristic by uh, facing the emotional abuse, like they may uh, they can't sleep or they have the thing of fear or maybe just by telling that they are threatening by the batters like uh, I will hurt you, I will hit you, or even to kill you, or even kill the 
our children, but it's just a threatening, just the words. But that must be such a terrible thing to live with, to live with yes. fear. Yeah. Um, Doris, do we know how prevalent domestic violence is in Hong Kong? Is, it, is it a big problem? Yes, yes. Actually, is that uh, in Hong Kong, according to the statistics that provided by the uh, police last year, that they have over, I think, there's uh, 10,000 uh, domestic violence cases in Hong Kong that is reported. And then uh, by counting these uh, statistics, you know that uh, uh, nearly one case happens every hour in Hong Kong. Really? Yes. Every hour? Yes, every yeah. hour. And then, then you found that actually is that the problem is quite serious in Hong Kong. Yeah. Why? What causes someone to behave like this? What, what causes someone to be an abuser, to be violent to someone who they're supposed to love? Mm. I, I, I think that there's uh, some reasons about that. And from us, the cultural uh, impact is also one of the important factors. And then uh, we think that, for example, uh, the men think that they are more superior than the women. And then that's why that when the women did not listen to them, then they think that they can use the power and control over them. And this is one of the issues. And the other issue is that um, um, the, I think besides the cultural uh, influence and also the economic power of the men, sometimes they are more uh, superior than the women. And then they think that if someone that can earn more, that means that they have more power and also they can have more control and also more saying in the family matters. Then uh, the women, if the uh, most of them are the housewife. That means that they have to listen to uh, what the husbands uh, need them to do. And if they refuse to do that, they means that uh, sometimes that they will use some um, maybe a verbal abuse or even sometimes the physical abuse over the woman. And this is one of the factors that are affecting the, the families. And also, you think that uh, some of the uh, core issues of the uh, people will help them leading them to the uh, more, uh, more, I think, proning to the uh, domestic violence, like the mental illness of one person and also the personality mm -hmm. problem, or some of the problem like the drug addicts mm -hmm. and also alcoholism and also uh, unemployment. Yeah, and, uh, and also these are the factors will likely affect a woman, uh, the families that are having this types of the issues. Right, so there's actually a lot of potential causes and sure. I suppose some families may display multiple of those things. You know, they may uh, have a, a member who has drug or alcohol problems and mental illness and maybe has financial problems. So there can be many, many combinations of, of people who you see. Yes, yes. And, and actually, that we have uh, found that some common characteristics that happens in the domestic violence family. For example, uh, some families that, that they have low incomes and they're more prone to these types of the problem. Uh, like they will fight over money because the, the money is tight. Yes, yeah. yes, because that uh, uh, the finance is not stable, and also um, these families will suffer from the long-term stress if the uh, finance is not. Uh, uh, enough to support all the children and also uh, from some uh, low-income families that they may have long working hours and they may be restricted access to some of the uh, community resources like they have a small living space or they're low low educated maybe they are not uh, know how to seek help when it is necessary right is there also a, a stigma associated with domestic violence that people maybe are ashamed to admit this is happening to me or this is happening in my family? 
I think most of the victims really think that this is a very shameful thing for for them to be the victims in the domestic violence. And particularly in our Chinese society, you know, if I tell someone that uh, I'm facing the domestic violence problems, the others may not trust them or even think this is a... Uh, is not a disgrace of their family, so that um, most of the victims will won't help won't seek help immediately, and they will take a very long time, maybe wait for a few years. Really? Yes. So they'll live with it for a few years before yes they seek before help. they seek help. Yes. So for the cases, just like uh, how many houses that uh, we have a shelter, and then uh, every year that uh, we have admitted. Uh, nearly uh, over 200 families and then nearly half of the families that uh, they have the problems that the problems has, have already exist over three years or more than that. That means that all these families are exposed to the problems over the years but they did not seek the uh, help at after the first instance is occur. Right, so it, then it just becomes their normal way of life. This yes. is yeah. this is how they live for for several years. Yes, you know, one question that um, people often ask is, why don't victims leave? You know, they they when you hear someone's story, when they mm. finally tell the story, mm. it's very easy for people to say, well, why didn't mm. you just leave? You know, you should have just just left. You know, if you were being abused. But why don't they leave? It's quite complicated, isn't it? Mm. I, I think that uh, leaving a relationship is not an easy one, especially to, uh, when the couples uh, got married for years, and then ex and also if they have the children. Mm. And then sometimes they will think about the children's welfare. And also they will think that if the children can adjust if uh, I separate with my husband or my uh, cohabitant or my boyfriend, or from other point of the view, and then they may think that if uh, if I'm possible to earn the living by myself, if I leave the, especially I think the breadwinner of the family, yeah, that's why that uh, if they think about leaving, they have to really consider about the finance or also the children's welfare as well as the accommodation. Yes, yeah. because they have to be able to support themselves. Sure. Is is that also another reason why? some victims they do leave but they end up going back they go back to their to their family to the abuser yes i i, I think so because that uh, they have lots of the struggles usually even the some of the women that stay that they stay in our shelter usually they will um uh, come and go to f from our shelters sometimes when that uh they have it happens that uh uh, they have the problems then they will come to the shelter for temporary living but after settling down and then they may think that if the abusers also ask me to come back and then uh, he promised that uh, he will uh, change his behavior mm. and then to, because of the children and and also because that he still maybe loved uh, that man that's why that he go back again but after for a while it happens again then he will go sure. to our shelters right. again and then through these struggles for several times maybe finally that uh, he will uh, choose to leave the relationship but it takes long time maybe a few years or right. even over 10 years um Susanna it is it does seem to be a pattern of behavior that that this is quite common that um, someone will be abused they leave and then their spouse says I'm sorry it'll never happen again so they come back and eventually it happens again I, is there a way to break that pattern of behavior I think it's not that easy to break that <laughs> pattern of behavior because I think every victims will have the hope to see the changes of the mm. betters, especially this is the one he loved or he, she loved. 
like he's my husband. He's my husband, and if he said he will change and I love you and care you more, then you will believe in him immediately. Really? So yes. even even though they've maybe have been beaten by this this man, they still love them. Yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah, yes, because I think it's the psychological feeling or some emotional feelings that, and most of the victims have low self-esteem or even the self-image is very low, and they also um, maybe have the emotional or dependency on their husband. I think that's why they will choose not living there. And what about for the abuser? Say in this case, say it's the husband. Can you change his behavior? I mean. If you you work with um, husbands as well or abusers as well, how how do you change their behavior to to prevent them from abusing again? Yeah, usually that if you want to change a man, that uh, the man must be have a, I think their motivations to change himself, especially when some of the men they um, they saw that uh, their families uh, will be broken up. Yeah, after if they uh, if they insist that uh, they will keep on this abusive relationship, and then they know that the family will break up. Sometimes I think this uh, threat will uh, motivate them to change. And then, if they really want to change, I, I we did receive uh, some uh, phone calls from the man that they really want to change their behavior because they did not want to see that they will um, um, further. Uh, I think that uh, do the same, uh, same, uh, same. I think some actions or some abusive uh, relationships upon their wives. And uh, when they did that, that they did uh, come uh, come to us, and then we will provide the counseling service for them. And then we we and through the uh, counseling service or through the uh, some uh, sections like the uh, therapeutic uh, groups, I, we did saw that some men will change because that some of them some of the men they think that they would like to be a responsible father, and because of the childrens, they are motivated to change. I think. Um, their aggressive behavior, and they learn to control, and then also learn to communicate better, or use a use a non-violence means to talk with their children and also their wives. Right, exactly. Um, you know, we have this perception, and it's probably mostly true that abusers are always male. But are there also men who are abused by their female partners? And yes, actually, sir, we are seeing a rising trend of the male victims in Hong Kong. I think even from the statistics from the social welfare department, it shows that uh, nearly sixteen uh, percent of the uh, cases are the male victim cases. Yeah, in the uh, uh, intimate uh, partners' uh, violence issues. Yes, I think that uh, because. Uh, Women also will use force. I think that uh, domestic violence uh, will happen, and not just I think uh, in one gender. Mm. I think it is it can happen both between men and women. And and that must be really hard for men to report that because obviously you know the man is supposed to be strong enough to defend himself from <laughs> other men, let alone from a woman. Yes, yes. Actually, that I think it's far more difficult to, uh, for the men to come up for service, and especially uh, when the men can see them, they are. I think they are more superior, and also uh, they feel very inferior if they sit home. And also, when they sit home, uh, they have uh, they have a lack of the confidence mm. because um, they think that maybe no one believe in me. And also, they did not trust. I think the social service. They think that maybe um, the social workers will believe in the uh, in my. I think believe in my voice more than me. 
Yeah, and even some of the uh, cases reported by our male victims, they saw, they said that even they reported to the police, the police may not believe in them. Really? Mm. Yeah. So, they, so actually, the police probably need some some training, training, to especially know how yeah. to assess these kinds of situations. For for those situations, was it would it necessarily be physical abuse or more like emotional abuse? Yeah, I think that uh, for the male victim cases, uh, most of the cases we, especially in our um, organizations, we found that um, the abuse problem usually are psychological mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think because the men are stronger yeah, and right. it is quite hard for yeah. the woman yes. to use the physical abuse against of course that they have they have some uh, physical abuse cases yes yeah for the women's upon the men yeah wow. but uh, the proportion is less okay so tell us then if you know someone, a family member or a friend who maybe has confided in you or maybe you suspect that there's some domestic violence going on in their home. Mm-hmm. What, what can people do? I mean, should we do something? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, the tendency is to feel like, oh, it's not my business, mm-hmm. so I should stay out. Susanna, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think uh, we have to reach out to these friends because they did uh, they need the help and also I think we have to be supportive and also listen to their needs. Mm. And the most important thing is I think we should never bring them what is happening. Mm. Yeah. And also uh, we also need to teach them uh, to collect some resources in the community like uh, helping them and telling them that uh, there is many different resources they can approach to seek help, like our center, we have uh, different kinds of services provided for the veterans and also the victims. And if they really need to have a place to stay, they can contact our 24 hours mm. women hotline. That What's that number? Oh, you can give num- us the number. Yes, the number is 2522-0434. Okay, 2522-0434. I'll, I'll also put that on our website and uh, the great. Facebook page as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that we, we hope you don't have more clients because that means that domestic mm. violence continues to go up. Um, I mean, what what sort of message would you give to to um, people who are in this situation? I, I found this, um, um, all the people, I think we are normal, that it is very common for us to encounter some of the problems. If uh, you are really uh, facing some of the uh, family relationship problems, especially when you are facing some violence from your spouse or family members, and do come out and then talk to some of the professionals like the police or some of the social workers. And now Hong Kong is very resourceful. And we did provide lots of the service for you. And then just come out and we can help you. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming into it today and uh, sharing this all this information with us and helping to raise awareness for domestic violence. Thanks so much, Doris and Susanna. Thanks, thank Karen. And we've been speaking with Doris Lau, Executive Director, and Susanna Lam, Senior Community Education Officer of Harmony House, which is a Hong Kong shelter for women and children.